0: moving all around the Taipei area. Oh, this always feels good. It's 5.30 in the afternoon here in Kathmandu, Nepal. Okay, just a few hundred steps to go, and I'm at the top of the platform here of Swampuna at the Monkey Temple. I was drinking a mixture of beer, a rice wine, and I am really feeling it now. I am up at 3.30 in the morning. Go to a tuna auction. I am here in Mumbai, India. And I'm here in Tokyo, Japan for Sakura, the cherry blossoms. It's 7.45 in the morning here in Phnom Penh, and I'm just going to try to cross the street. I'm going to try on a crosswalk. It's 6.15 in the morning, and I think I'm one of the only people in Top Prong. This is Tomb Raider Temple. Hi, I'm John Sabo, and this is Far East Adventure Travel. Well, I really wish I was here longer. There's just so much stuff to see. 17 UNESCO World Heritage Sites, 1,600 Buddhist temples. Can you believe it? 400 Shinto shrines. It's probably one of the culturally richest cities in the world. And this week, Far East Adventure Travel Podcast is in Kyoto, Japan. Kyoto is located in the central part of Honshu Island, Japan, and was the imperial capital of the country for over a thousand years. It is also known as the City of Ten Thousand Shrines. It is an absolute must-see on a visit to Japan. Because there are so many sites, I met my expat friend Niall Gibson, who is a guide and travel specialist living in Kyoto, to get an expert opinion on what to see in a short time.
1: Well, Kyoto is considered like the Rome of Japan because it has so much rich history. It was the capital for over a thousand years, and also it was one of few cities to survive uh, the terrible bombings in World War II. So, that and, and also connected to the fact that. A lot of the head temples of all the different Buddhist sects, are and the, also the shrines of the Shinto shrines, are all over the city. So it's considered one of the most blessed cities in the world as well. Well, I guess like there's uh, a lot of places to go, so it's really hard to tighten your itinerary, so I'd first of all recommend at least five days in Kyoto, Okay. but if you were to have just two days, I think the best thing would be to focus on an area, so maybe the east side of the city is my favorite, so I would maybe start at the Silver Temple and go down the path of philosophy to Nanzenji and kind of go along Yasaka Shrine up to Kiyomizu-dera. So Kiyomizu-dera is probably the one place you don't want to miss if you're spending time in Kyoto. Another thing I'd recommend would be to get to Arashiyama. So Arashiyama has the bamboo grove, and it also has some really nice temples. Tenruji is probably one of my favorites. But uh, that does take a bit of time as well. But you could probably squeeze in that and the gold temple, which is probably the most spectacular temple in Kyoto. That said, some of these really great, amazing temples are, are nice to go to, but quite crowded. So if you're not a big fan of crowds, I would say just get on a bicycle and go where you're, follow your nose and find some really cool places. You're bound to bump into something
0: here because there's 1600 Buddhist temples here, right? Yeah, yeah. 400 Shinto shrines. Exactly. And please, some advice on how to conduct yourself in this polite culture?
1: Okay, well, I guess, first of all, if we're talking about temples and shrines, of course, I, I think most people are familiar about the footwear rules, taking on and off shoes. But you also have to be careful not where, where the little step goes up to make sure you take your shoes off before you step onto that little step. Those are little things, but I guess also trying to keep, not, not to make too much noise or be too loud when you're talking. The Japanese though, late at night after a few drinks can be quite rambunctious. So sometimes you hear them saying how calm and quiet it is. But the Japanese, they really do have a time and a place for everything. So I think that was hard for me to get my head around at first. It was like, well, here it's okay, but here it's not okay. So just kind of look at what the locals are doing and kind of get a sense of it from them.
0: I first set off on foot near the Asaka Shrine to get a feel for the city. Wait a minute, what the hell is this? Hari Krishna's in Kyoto? Well, it's an international city, so anything is possible, but not my idea of traditional Japanese culture. So I moved on to the Haiyan Shrine. It is a top-ranked shrine by the Association of Shinto Shrines. Haiyan dates back to 1895, a relatively short history compared to other important temples and shrines in Japan. Outside the shrine on a busy road in Kyoto sits its Tori Gate, one of the largest in Japan. Built in 1929, it's over 24 meters high a torii gate symbolizes the transition from the profane to the sacred the orange green and white buildings inside are meant to be replicas of the old kyoto imperial palace the high-end shrines gardens are some of the most impressive in all of japan if your timing is good you'll see a stunning display of cherry blossoms in the spring if your timing is good i'm in the high-end shrine right now here in kyoto and I'm here for cherry blossom season, for Sakura, but there's not much in the way of blooms yet. There's just a little. Uh, And this is supposed to be the best place in Japan to see the cherry blossoms. No matter what time of year, taking a stroll through the gardens is a true Zen experience. And hey, you can even step over these stones, the same ones Scarlett Johansson hopped over in Lost in Translation. I left the high-end shrine totally refreshed from my walk through the gardens and headed back to Gion to take a walk through this traditional neighborhood where I've been told real geishas can be seen. Actually, the correct term or name for a geisha in Kyoto is geiko, and an apprentice is called a maiko. But my best sighting was just the many tourists who come and dress up in traditional kimonos and walk around and pose for pictures. I took another suggestion from Nile and made my way to Arishiyama, about a 30-minute train ride from central Kyoto to see the Tanruji Buddhist Temple and finish off my visit with a walk through the world-famous Bamboo Grove. Arishiyama is home to several temples and interesting sites to see, including a monkey park where over 170 monkeys reside. It's also a spectacular place to visit to see the beautiful scenery of the surrounding mountains, especially during the spring and fall. I made my way to Tenruji, the head temple of the Tenru branch of Rinzai Zen Buddhism. Construction was completed in 1345, but the temple has subsequently suffered through many fires, and the buildings that currently stand here were reconstructed in the last half of the 19th and early 20th centuries. Tenruji is surrounded by beautiful gardens and was designated a UNESCO World Heritage Site in 1994. Its north gate is the entrance to the famous bamboo grove. It's no coincidence that bamboo gardens or groves in Japan are usually situated near Shinto shrines or Buddhist temples. The bamboo represents strength, a symbol intended to ward off evil. If you want to truly experience the wonder of this place and its magical sounds, visit early in the morning or late in the day. That's it for this week's Far East Adventure Travel Podcast. Don't forget to like the Far East Adventure Travel page on Facebook. And for more inspiration, subscribe to Far East Adventure Travel Magazine on iTunes. Or visit FarEastAdventureTravel.com. Until next time, this is John Sabo. Safe travels and namaste.